Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Episode 172. We back. Hey, hey, y'all didn't see it? Kind of seen it while he's walking in. Man's sporting Orlando. You know what I mean? I did a little convincing. Got him. Got him to switch over. We got LA. He's going to try to say his color matching, but we know what it is. Hey, but before I get too deep into it, <laughs> cash for the new people <laughs> who, who maybe they first time joining us, don't know who we are. Can you please enlighten them? If it's your first time, welcome. If you're a reoccurring listener, welcome back. You know what I mean? But you know what? We Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, podcast about music, sports, entertainment, culture, each and every week at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which you can count on as an episode right in your inbox, alerting you, give it that you alert yourself. So that's what we need you to do. That's what we talk about each and every week, right? Talk about those things. But what you can get and hang your hat on each and every week is music and sports. That's what we talk about. Sometimes a little bit more music, sometimes a little bit more sports. But given the time of the year, like this is the dog days, of the summer, you know what I mean? Baseball is going on. Football training camp spark, you know, sparking up, but it ain't quite where it need to be to, you know, move the needle in terms of ratings. So we got to do what we got to do and, and spice it up and figure out some ways to entertain y'all during the summer. So, you know, that's, that's what this week's episode is about. It's a lot more music. We might sprinkle some things in there. You see Prez right there. If you're watching on YouTube land with his, his Raiders, he got high hopes, but they're going to disappoint him. They're going to disappoint you like normal. They're going to disappoint you like normal. What I'm saying is that's what you get uh count on barbershop banter each and every week. We try to throw stats out the window and give you nothing but a feeling. You know, you can be wrong to your blue in the face, but it's entertainment. And, th- and that's that's how it really is when you talk with your boys and your homegirls. So that's what you can um, experience each and every week. Sometimes we have artists on, independent artists. Sometimes we have artists that you know about. Sometimes we have friends and family. And it just so happened that this week we have friend and family on. We got our man Trail of Trail Maurice live with Trail. Oh, let's bring let's bring him to the couch, Brad. You think we should bring him to the couch? Go go ahead, go ahead, go bring ahead. him on on. Trail, what's going on, man? What's good? I'm on the couch. Hey yeah. man, finally, finally, <laughs> finally. We trying to get we trying to get the homies on the hey, couch man. to chop it up like we normally do, man. Appreciate it, man. Hey, it's a pleasure being on the show. I'm a fan of the show. Y'all been rocking it since been rocking it. Yo, it's a joy, man. We here. Yeah. So if y'all don't know, the reason we got Trail on today is Trail is a, a man of many words. <laughs> Trail has the gift of gab, y'all. If you ever met Trail, uh, he'll, 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 ladies, he'll dance the socks right off of you. You know, the, the draws <laughs> and everything. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not sure if Trail is in a relationship at all. <laughs> Trail, stop me. Hey, I'm nope, a single nope. man out here, bro. Uh, hey, man, listen. Yes, I, listen. Yes, That's I. why we got you on here. That's why we got you on here. Division yeah, just dropped a single. We getting right into it. So yeah, did. Division just dropped a single, If I mm. Get Caught. Mm. And rather than two married dudes give their perspective on it, man, we want to bounce a few things off you, man. Okay, hey, I'm here for it. Do you think the 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 response to that song and its toxicity, or, or so they say, Mm. Does, does it warrant that response or is it just, mm. you know, good music? It, it's good music because it gives it from a different perspective. I don't think that it's necessarily, necessarily for every man, but for men who are uh, the status that he's at and the friends that he's around and in that lifestyle, the man with deep pockets and such, 
that seems to just come with the territory. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. it comes with the territory. So I think he's just putting them on game. He's putting them on game to like, hey, I come with a lot. Therefore, if I happen to step out, <laughs> like it is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you quoted Jay Z. He had the he had that famous line of song cry, and I like yeah. the fact that he sampled that because it, it put it all in a nutshell. Yo, Prez, do you you think back to your your single days? They're a very long time ago. You know, you've been out the game for a long time, Prez. Not know? as long as you, but go not ahead. as long as me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm back to back with it. You know, I ain't afraid of that. Admit it. <laughs> You know, I love it. They call me relationship cash for people that know me well. Yeah. But in, in your opinion, Prez, like, is it is this like a bad song from you or like is it just like stuff that they've been talking about that people just now catching on? No, no. I mean, it's definitely stuff they've been talking about. If you call uh, amusing the feelings, all these other things, you know, like they they've been on this. But um, nah, not a bad song. What? Look, honesty. Look, honesty ain't never hurt nobody. Like he just telling you the truth, so you don't get mad later on. You know what I mean? So like, so I've been feeling the song. Like coming straight with it. Have the people he have featured on it and everything. Yes, 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 yes. I man. need the I need fish. you to I need you to take us back call. into to prayers, um, circa Germany. About oh six, oh seven, when you was wild for the night. These mm. are some of the things you would say to these ladies, huh, Fred? Uh, yeah, you got to be right up front with it. So, <laughs> hey, if something happened later on, like, hey, you know, like, it ain't my damn fault. Like, you knew what you was getting into, and you know what you don't want to fuck up. You know the difference. I think you know the difference. You know the difference. You know the difference. But I think Trail brought up some um, kind of true, man. Is if you a certain man, a certain Stature, this is exactly how you feel in these instances. Like, I, I was gonna get right back, you know what I mean? And, and you really expect for it to be okay. So, for the ladies out there, Trill, how do you justify that mindset? I would say that uh, here's the deal the more money that a man has, the more power he feels like he has, the, the more he's used to having his way with things. You feel what I'm saying? And expected forgiveness. It just is what it is. Um, me personally, although I'm single, if I'm in a relationship, I'm not going to cheat. You feel what I'm saying? It's just something that I don't do. So let's just put that right out there. Yeah, yeah. However, the Hove and the Tristan Thompsons of the world who got everything that they want at the, their fingertips and us regular men, we don't know what it's like for a woman, for five women to try to make their way to our hotel rooms, banging on the door, and they all bad. You feel what I'm saying? Nah, never, never had that experience. Never had that experience. No, no. That's another level of temptation there. And then the other side of it is, oftentimes for men, sex could be an activity and not necessarily an emotional event. So he would just mess with them girls. He was going to get right back. It was just something to do in the moment for him. You feel what I'm saying? But a lot of women don't understand that because oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes when they engage in sexual relations, there's some type of emotion that's attached. Whereas a man could just have a, a night at the club with his boys, have one too many. And then what happens, you know, grown folks do what grown folks do sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, I was I was trying to explain it to my old lady, like, yo, like it's hard for me to the not hard for me, but it's hard for me to take off the 
husband hat and just be like, yo, this is this is really what it is. Like, this is how dudes is moving out here. I, I understand it. You know what I mean? They have if there's no if they feel like there's really no recourse and they can just do what they want to do and they're going to bounce back. They really adore you as their woman. But I got these knees and if I have a scratch, you know, I'm itch it. You kind of know what type yeah. of dude I am, how I move, especially if it, some dudes just tell the truth in this instance. Right. You know what I mean? And some women hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And some, you know, just believe that they could change, change this guy. And it, it really isn't that case at, at nah. most times. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's different strokes with different folks, but I feel like most, most guys are going to be upfront and, and say this. And then most women don't believe it until it comes to fruition in terms of, you know, if I get caught cheating, so, you know, no, no, no. I think I think Trail well worded it perfectly, saying like you know he's a person in a relationship. He don't do it. I, you know, I went and threw this on the playlist. You know what I mean? Not threw it right <laughs> on that with black men don't cheat. So black men don't cheat, and then like if I get caught right back to back, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just keep it like even right there. Uh, black men don't cheat, but we may make a mistake. We may make it. Yeah, we, 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 we cheat and we make mistakes. I won't say we don't. Yeah, I won't say we don't. No, but, but yeah, I, I feel I mean, you. I, I, I like the part where you know he. He was saying, like, all women want a man the other women want. You know what I'm saying? He was, like, trying to put logic in the song. And he was like, yo, you knew I was a charismatic dude when you met me. You knew I was that guy when you met me. I'm like, that's a that's next level truth for that behind right there that he was spitting in that song. So I was like, man, shout out to you. I mean, shout out to you. And I haven't heard a song quite like this before. In a while, it's been a while. Yeah, you hear little one-liners, but a whole song dedicated to it, that was like some future stuff right there. I ain't talking about time. I'm talking about the arts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was wild. Yeah, yeah, that's some... This is is future levels times. (laughs) Like, this is putting it right out there. What? Like I said earlier, at the same time, I'm I'm a super huge fan of Division. Like, Fresno, if they dropped the album in the last couple years, where have Mm -hmm. they been ranked in my R&B albums? Right yeah, near the top, top of the list. Right near the top of the yeah. list, but it's it's because of the songwriting. Now this song doesn't display how dope they really are. Like they have way better songs and albums like to go with this. But do you also feel like this is a a play at notoriety? A play at Yo, they, uh, stepping stepping out and, and getting their name out there so that people fuck with whatever else they got coming. Because I feel like this is exactly not a troll move, but for lack of better words, but this is a publicity stunt. And I, I feel like that's really what it is. And like, uh, I'm, I'm curious on how quickly they're going to come out with an album. You know what I mean? Right after this. Cause I mean, as long as they, they strike while the iron's, while the fire's hot, you know, uh, they're going to suck a lot of people in on just hearing their music who mm-hmm. probably wasn't even much looking for that way. But if they wait too long, you know, the way everything goes in society, they'll be remembering this today. And then, uh, it feel like it's about 10 years old. If, if they wait like two to three months, you know what I mean? So, yeah, people. If people wear stuff out too, and you don't want it to start becoming like the hot meme. It's it's good that it's getting kind of spread around and saying, but if everybody added it to everything they do and they start making all these look, it get old real quick. Yeah, well, I, yeah I, I I could dig it. I could dig it. But like I said, man, if if this navigates people to your music, you know, like they say, man, all you know, all press isn't necessarily bad press. And I think in this instance, they didn't get to the point to where it would just straight up vulgar and uh, anything like that. Like he really just 
singing his truth. And if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. But there are plenty of men and a lot more women, <laughs> believe it or not, that are cool with what he was saying on there as long as they have that type of understanding. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... So, I got two more things, if you will. Like, I think it was smart to come out with the song when podcasts are at, like, an all-time high right now. And the uh, with celebrities jumping on and having these, having these different talks and podcasts and lives and relationships are, like, the front street of a, of a good majority of them. So, yes, that was a smart move for him to drop the song right now. Um, so shout out to him on that. And the other, the interesting part that I thought was to use the Jay-Z sample when that was on front street that he stepped out, according to us one time. And do, do you think Jay want that out right now though? Like he just, I was like, who could he just, who? he had to make a whole album and forgiveness trail. Like what? Well, who Why would you do this, this to the OG? The sample? It had to be hope. Yeah. 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 So I was thinking like, dang, he cleared this. I, I or somebody <laughs> in this camp. I thought he had his masters. I don't know. I could be wrong. Y'all are more expert in that lane than I am. But well, you yeah. you, ne- you never you never know. It, it could have been right. him, or could, they could have went through another route. But yeah, I think it was a genius genius sample uh, <laughs> to use. Genius sample to use, regardless of how I feel. They use. I can get into the nerdy part of it, but it, it fit. But, it yeah. fit exactly where yeah. it needed to be. That was good. Who I mean, do you think happened on the remix? The inevitable remix that's gonna come out. It's a few people that belong on it. If 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 future's not on it, if future if future is not on it, then this doesn't reach the level of toxicity that it can possibly reach. I just I just yeah, think they no, breach. No. They just enter toxic levels. Like they need to get. If you want to really take it out the roof with the album drops, you got to either have whole or future. I would say future oh, because. Future. It's, it fits more in what current times. I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. would go there now. It, it would be foolish to. That's just me. Yeah, that wouldn't be smart. That wouldn't be smart. I mean, Nick Cannon. But nah. it speaks. It's speaking <laughs> on <laughs> his level type of stuff, though. Like Nick Cannon, yeah, hot damn. He'll probably have. He <laughs> well, I mean, he fits, how many kids he fits this the persona? Guy, so he stop. fits the persona, but not necessarily the music. Persona. Not the music. It won't be if I get caught. It's like if I have another baby. <laughs> don't yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's wild. Yeah. But, but but beside that trail, man. Uh, before we let you go, man, just want to uh, you know let you uh, give the people a little bit about. Why we really have you on the pod, of course, is just to kind of put your your podcast out there and kind of what you do, uh, what we do and what you do, two different things, but you are into sports and music just like us, but you're navigating a different lane now and what you're doing and with your brand. Can you tell people a little bit about the brand and a little bit about your podcast so that they can tune into your podcast every week? Well, appreciate that. Yeah, every Friday um, on Instagram for right now, uh, at Trell Maurice at T R E L L underscore M A U R I C E, like uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's a lifestyle type of podcast, so we talk about a myriad of subjects. But more more than likely, it's going to be around something that men and women can relate to: dating, relationships. Whether you're just you're not in the dating scene or you've been married for 40 years, it's something that we all can talk about, and it's pretty fun to talk about. Um, also. Uh, Trail Maurice is not me. It's a it's a whole brand, right? And so trailmaurice.com um, is where you can purchase the Trail Maurice gear. And with that, a portion of all proceeds goes toward No Kid Hungry, 
because at the end of the day, we all want to dress fly. We all want to do good. And no kids should be hungry out here in these streets. Everybody eats, B. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we've already donated uh, to help feed about a thousand children so far. And uh, No Care Hungry, they actually reached out to the Trauma Reason brand. It was appreciative. We're just going to keep it going that way. You know what I mean? So TraumaReason.com. For sure, for sure. Yo, y'all, y'all, y'all tap in with them, man, because they have a yeah. lot of good conversations. I wish yeah. I could have unscathed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But you and know, the combos get live, bro. They, the combos, they get, yeah, they the combos get crazy. I'll be in yeah, there. I'll be rooting you on from behind the TV. <laughs> you know, from behind the screen. You know what I'm saying? Some of oh, my yeah. troops, some of my troops got to stay. You know, in our in our in our past and, and things like that. that. You know, so you know, I can't jump out there, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. You out there fighting a good fight for those like yeah, us man. who want to still fight but can't. You yeah. know what I mean? Y'all can live vicariously through me. It's yeah, fine, absolutely. Go, you know going saying? to each, each and every, each and every time, man. You go out there <laughs> and live your life, brother, man. But yes, uh, congrats to the podcast, man. Congrats Appreciate to the, you. the brand and everything you got oh, going, yeah. man. Um, congrats on uh everything else, man. That that yeah. whatever's coming for you, man, will be for you. So, man, definitely let people know. You know, and we'll let you know once we drop the the episode, and, and we'll put it out there to do yeah. our cross promoting thing and all that, man. So, well, I appreciate thanks, it, thanks man. for coming through, man. And, and when I fail to mention my back, you can type "Live with Trail" on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can catch the last uh, episodes. It's been like twelve of them so far. Word, show, show. appreciate yep, you, yep. gents, man. Keep killing Peace. it. Peace. Yep, yep. All right, man. All right, then, man. Peace. Hey, that was a nice little intro. Uh, do you want to keep going with the music and circle back around to the uh, sports? Or, yeah, you know what? Nah, let's let's go. Let's go on and go with the sports. Let's okay. go on and go with the sports because I've been hyped. Back to the, sports and then back to the back to the music. All right, got you. You yeah, want to yeah, get yeah, on your yeah, ratings? Yeah, man. Hey, right. they started training camp, man. Uh, ain't nothing really happened, really. You know what I mean? They still in shorts <laughs> and stuff. They start. <laughs> they start. Uh, they they actually gonna be in pads starting on Wednesday. Uh, but they're ahead of everybody else, and you know they're gonna be ahead of everybody else. And since the Raiders was pretty much the only team out there, you know, uh, practicing last week, all the press was on the Raiders, and they man, so much. Uh, is this how the Patriots felt for so long? Is this how the Bucks felt? Is this how uh, the the Chiefs felt? I felt like we was getting maximum coverage uh, against the Raiders, and it, man, it felt good being able to know everything about your team, and you know, and it's on on, on the main screen you know, on ESPN is what they talking about. And I think one of the main things that came out uh, last week or over the weekend. Devontae Adams, you know, <laughs> had a slip up uh, or didn't get out his full statement when he was asked a question. And then they was asking him, how was the transition from, uh, you know, what did he think of the transition between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr? And he said something to the extent of, hey, from one wait, Hall wait, of Famer to the What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Did he fuck up? Yeah, he gave that correction. But he was saying, like, well, when you go from one Hall of Famer to the next, that's going to be a different. Come on. (laughs) He came back out a day later, though, clarified himself. And he was literally talking about if you had went from one Hall of Famer, somebody already in the Hall of Fame, not even must count Aaron Rodgers, to another Hall of Famer, there's going to be a difference in the way they throw the ball. But I liked it, and I'm going to still take it the first way. He was going for Aaron Rodgers, who we know is probably going to be a certified Hall of Famer, multi-year uh, MVP, on, and Derek Carr going to Derek Carr, future MVP after they win these couple Super Bowls and everything up in here. Y'all going to change your opinion about my boy? 
Let's go. Come Derek on, Carr. man. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this MVP. Come on, man. Let's cut it out. <laughs> cut it out, man. Cut it out. Hey, for that week, you know, if you was going off last week, man, he was the MVP of the league. Only quarterback out there really throwing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he the only one the, out there. The Raiders did have a couple more other things going on, man. Uh, uh, you had Richie Incognito retired, uh, so that was one lineman. And then right before we came on today, uh, another one of our lineman who was injured also last year didn't really play. Uh, Denzel Good uh, seems like. He probably, you know, getting that Wednesday is going to be them back in pass. I'm guessing that he didn't really fully recover from his last injury or he had another setback. So he's just going to go ahead and retire and uh, they're going to let they're going to continue on with the. Uh, with the line that they had last year. And a lot of people have been knocking them because of that line. And they saying that was the weakest part uh, of the Raiders. But I will want to, I do want to remind people the hell of a run they had there at the end. So I think they started to, uh, you know, lock in and start working together a little bit more. And they got a lot better on their blocking or Derek Carr was throwing the ball out earlier. Uh, either way it go, you're playing with Josh McDaniels as your coach. I have a, have no doubt he's going to get the timing down. Uh, line is not line play is not going to be a problem with this team as much as the media is make, putting into it. I, I do get everybody point on, you know, why they're not crowning the Raiders, uh, you know, got to prove it. Got to prove it. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're gonna come out More of the AFC like they More are the, the champs. Yep, you know, yep. I got I know where I got my money and stuff like this. You know, I I feel like it's gonna be them in the Chargers. I feel like the Chiefs are are more than likely gonna be at the bottom of this division. Uh, oh, uh, I think it's gonna be a hard flip for them. But I I, I feel does like your, the Broncos does your job allow you to do drugs too. or no? Uh, this week they they did. I no. guess you know <laughs> if you want to think of it that way or. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but no, 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 I really do see it's going to be a, but I, I think this division is going to come down to the Chargers and the Raiders. And why would I think that? Uh, I mean, if you just go back to the last game of the season, uh, gave you the best football game of the year, you know, Raiders versus Chargers, that little back and forth. You got uh, Justin Herbert, who we know is an up and coming quarterback, uh, still got to get over that hump and everybody's crowning him. But I feel like he got a little bit more to prove because as good as he is, he hasn't gotten into that playoff little ram and stuff yet. So, um, but uh, Chiefs, I think they made a bad move. First, we got Demarcus Robinson. He's going to be our second wide receiver over there opposite of of uh, Devontae Adams. So you got uh, Devontae Adams, Demarcus Robinson, and uh, Hunter Renfro, and then not to name Waller, uh, Foster Moreau, and then you got Josh Jacobs. They're going to have a hell of a offense, and a lot of those are, you, you say, oh, like, those, oh, you those just are, yeah, those, those those are, are your, established that's your, that's your offense, uh, players. In, in you know, nutshell, minus Moreau. besides the new addition. Uh, so I, yeah, one, yeah. one would think that if you guys are trending upward, you should have equal success this year. Or or beyond or beyond that, um, given the defense tightens up a little bit, you know what I mean? Because if you still are like like me, you know, with the Eagles to where even if your offense gets out there doing anything, they can't be stopped. But equally on the other side of the field, you feel like y'all can't stop a nosebleed. That's a you know curious situation to be in as a fan to where you you feel like your your defense can't stop a damn thing. But I think that you guys made. All you got to do is, to me, for defense, Perez, really, I'll be like, man, if we're not dominant, please just let me be middle of the pack. That's it. That's all I ask. Maybe middle of the pack. 
Yeah, and I, I and I think that's really where we're going to be because, like you were saying, like the cornerbacks for our team, eh, I'm not I'm not too sold on yet. That's still like the shaky part. Cornerbacks and safety, all the DBs, you know what I mean. But I feel like that front. So you got Max and Chandler Jones coming off of those ends, man, and you know how Max has. I don't know if you know, like that first year he got injured, he was broken, and but he still played all the way through. Next couple seasons he's been injured, but he plays all the way through, and that motor don't stop with him. And so we know he can play through. Too. Injuries and the effort that he's going to give, which has been Pro Bowl style effort. And on the other side of him, you got Chandler Jones, D Max, uh, leader. Chris, Max was the one that was going crazy, this right? On, in right the Pro Bowl, well, like he may, at full he may speed. be behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Damn, he Max, don't have no other up, speed. He don't have I no other up. speed. So. <laughs> he ended up winning a defensive MVP. So I, I feel like that right there is going to, you ain't going to be able to hold the ball long. So I feel like they're going to, they're going to force you to like get those little timing and you ain't going to get no deep routes though. But I mean, you may, if you're a nickel and diamond type quarterback, you may can, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about what you can do to the current state of the the cornerbacks, but uh, I got high hopes in our uh, coaching staff. Uh, the What Josh yep. McDaniels did not do good his first time out. Right. But a lot of coaches don't do good their first time out. If you go look at uh, uh, it, it's that second shot they get. And that's how that's when they truly succeed. You know what I mean? So with him winning the three, uh, winning the championships in New England, right? Leaving, going to Denver, coming back, winning more championships. Now he's ready, poised and ready to leave. He understands where he, where he failed at. That same thing, Belichick. Belichick didn't get it going to his second time. He didn't get it going with the Browns. You got the right organization. What I'm saying that is like Mark Davis is not his dad. He's not Al Davis. He understands where he succeeds at and where he fails. And that's not coaching. He's no longer, he's not a coach and he, he ain't trying to be a coach. He's a owner. You know what I mean? And what, what owners should do is get the most, uh, get the person who's best at that position, hire them and let them do their job. And that's what Mark has since he's owned the team. Let them do. He don't try to get up there and coach or do anything else. Now, unfortunately, we had John Gruden who I think had the right mentality, but didn't have, didn't necessarily get the right coaching staff to go along with to help him out. And, uh, but we seeing a, a big shift for that from, uh, McDaniels, uh, who's grabbing all these people who was at New England, who was at another place, but originally started at New England, but he know can teach versus just, uh, uh, call up plays. So if you can teach him, and then I think that's very evident by all the players that was with a New England team that wants to come back and play on the Raiders with these with this coaching staff. So uh, I think it's going to turn out pretty good for us. But that's all talk right now. We won't know nothing to to get out on the field. So we got another four uh, weeks. But talk I am about starting to get hyped. Have cash. you seen that Black Panther two trailer? Do you think this is on track to yes. break all types of records? Yes. Because I feel like. Man, and the more the more recent, um, you know, you more of a comic book head to me, and I'm more so of a probably casual consumer with a little bit of extra knowledge. I'll say on top of casualness, but I'll, I'll go out there and say casualness. But I think that there hasn't been like a dope the 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 last Marvel movie that you watched that was really good was which which one? You know, it's been a, a good two three years since before pre pandemic, I think. Yeah, in game. Yeah, I like. In- I like the. Yeah, I say Spider Man. Maybe the Spider Man. I mean, but I'm. I'm kind of if. 
but that's that's Sony. They really kind of well, but this is Marvel kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it was good. The TV shows have been, you know, they started off, they trail off, but they they be decent enough. You know, it's the best we're gonna get if you want any type of comic book stuff. And I think uh, a lot of people hate on the direction of the Thor, the way the Thor goes I and stuff like this. Movie. But I I like the more jokey Thor. Some stuff works better. Some stuff works better in a movie than it does on a book. And in the in the comic books and stuff, Thor is like this, he talks with an arrogance and all this little stuff. You don't want to see that for a full movie. And that's the same thing like with Black Panther. I'm going to tell you, I've read a lot of comic books and stuff like this. Uh, Ryan Coogler's vision is what's selling these things. That artistic direction that he's going with, or with, with the set designs and all that, all that ain't in Black Panther. That's all. If it is now, it's coming because of what's been happening in the movies. They're trying to buy a little bit more of that aesthetic, you know, but uh, that's that's not in the source material and how he changed it up and make it fit and be relevant to today's time. That part is all him. That means so I think a lot of people underselling that part. They saying, oh, it's just like the, the character is it's not the character It's what Ryan Cooler is able to do with the character and uh, the vision they putting out there. I don't know how many more of these he's going to do. I don't, I didn't think this was going to work cash uh, because Black Panther was a Black Panther movie without Black Panther. But man, that, that trailer <laughs> got me hyped again. I, I definitely put it on my list. I'm like, I may just go see this twice. I don't know. I'm already thinking about <laughs> hey, buying two tickets before I even go buy the first one. I was <laughs> like, yo, sign, sign me up really wherever it's at. I'm, like I'm that, going without the kids, with the kids. Like, you know what I mean? I may sneak away from for lunchtime. I don't know. It might this might be a a work getaway. You know, that's this this need to be the second duty location. Or wherever, wherever it yeah. is, man. That's that's what I'm make it in that day. Because guess what, man? As soon as noon hit or or whenever I can go see it that Thursday before, I'll I'll, I'll be there just like the rest of you nerds out there. But so Definitely excited for that trailer. Um, but yeah, man, if you got anything else before we hop back into the the two albums we're gonna discuss in the the Joey Badass 2000 and Mozzie's uh in Mozzie's project? Uh no nah, man, I mean, like you were saying, like Comic Con just wrapped up, so they had a bunch of trailers and stuff that got out the, the Rock Club trailer uh for Suzanne. Rock the Rock the Rock too. Uh, Don't uh, he have something else on the coming out side as well? Of, yeah. Yeah, the Rock. He's black. It's like he got a Shazam black, movie. Hulk, yeah, he got like a, another DC movie with Kevin Hart. Like it's supposed to be they, they the voices of like some cartoon movie. No, he's actually too. in uh, another like movie that's like uh, I forget. I, I saw Black Adam. Black Adam. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so he. Yeah. So it's it's Black Adam and Shazam. Those are a couple movies they got going on. Yeah, it looks like a Rock movie. Uh, I see it. Uh, I was. I was hyped about it until the Black Panther. I seen the Black Panther trade. I was just like, man, y'all been not come out the same. <laughs> way off on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I feel you, man. Like I, I've never. I mean, I've always just liked Rock for the fact that you know he's doing all these different things with his career, and his career took so many different twists and turns. But outside, like you know, the family friendly stuff, I appreciate. Somebody got to fill that lane, right? Why not him and Kevin Hart and stuff like that? Not to say that they're not funny and talented. It's just like. When I'm really thinking about, you know, what I enjoy, that's just the fill up time for the most part. The stuff that they're in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not- I'm like, I was, I was legit excited about the movie until I seen that Black Panther. And then I was like, everything else, like I, everything else, can go to the side. I watched, yeah, but you said Panther Black movie. Adam. That's uh, what, yeah, it's Black Adam. Yeah, that, I was now I was looking forward to that, but it had a few little small little cheesy moments. 
in the trailer to where I was like, I'm kind of skeptical, but I'm still I'm still looking forward to it in terms of it being a superhero movie. I just hope that uh, The Rock doesn't do rock things in it to, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Make, right. it, make it a little bit coin. Make it a little bit it was coin. another. There was another movie that came out this week uh, on Netflix. I know you, like, everybody was kind of tuning in to. I still ain't seen it yet. I done read the book, The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Uh, yeah, I, st- I started it, and um, it, it didn't really keep the wife and I's attention for the most part. So uh, the next Saturday or, you know, free day that I got to, like, watch it by myself, I'll probably just check it out for myself, you know, by myself. But um, watching it initially, man, I must have not been in that, that movie watching mood. But I, did you get to wrong? it? How is Ryan Gosling acting in this? He is like one of those actors. I think he does a good job. Like he he acts well, but he's too solid for me. And like I find like in like all his movies, I have to put on subtitles. I got to turn it up loud. I mean, I'd be turning it up, turning down. I hate fighting with that on the movie. Point is, like I would never go see one of his movies in a theater just off the fact that his the, the, his soft spoken at times in movies, like, and I'd be struggling to hear and understand bothers me. That is the only you know, like, like fault I got with Ryan Gosling. And he presents like kind of smug, you know what I mean? To me, like, um, so and his, uh, his humor is kind of dry as well. So like, that's kind of where his acting is. So if it don't, if there's not a lot of explosions and action and all this shit happening around him, him just acting could kind of sometimes could be a snooze fest for me. Um, so that's kind of where it was. It started, it didn't start slow, but it was just, it didn't start with an interest of mine personally uh, of what I, what I like as far as, you know, at least good dialogue or a little bit of action to kind of draw me in or interesting story. One of those three things it has, it has to be in. It didn't really capture me immediately. Um, but I know sometimes depending on the time of the day or what I got going on, or just generally how old and sleepy I am at the time. You know, it may not stand the test of time for me to actually watch it, but um, people said uh, it was been up in like 50-50, man, in terms of people that actually watch it. Like, yo, I heard people say, yo, have you seen it? And you should watch it. And then I've heard people say, yeah, man, it was just a high. Like, it's 50-50 yeah. for me. So I'm holding out. And that was even... That was even a book for me. Uh, I think it's Mark Cerny. Matt Cerny is the author. He wrote The Gray Man. I found that series. And it's like, I like uh, the espionage type spy, spy type thrillers. But then like right after I read that book, uh, right after I read that book, I read uh, Nowhere Man, which is uh, Greg Hewitt's. And he has a series that's very similar type of action type, super action type hero, CIA, ex-CIA guy who comes to help. Like that that book was a lot better than this book. So like, uh, I don't don't, don't know. Uh, But if you're looking for a good series, if you read these things, like if you like like those things, I would definitely suggest the Nowhere Man. Oh, no. Say that again. Start with Nowhere Man. I said if if, if you're into reading uh, like the books and stuff like that, or you into that type of spy type thriller and reading books, I would suggest Greg Hewitt's the Nowhere Man uh, series. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of started off where like within the first 10 minutes, it was just like, Randomly, they're in the jail. You know, the CIA agent that's interviewing him is like, either you take this deal or you stay in jail. Like, it was just like one of those events. And I was like, <laughs> no backstory to this. Like, it, it was little, little build up. And maybe, the, you know, they didn't have time to build it up. But like, it was just like, oh shit. You know, my wife went from going to throw something in the microwave to coming back. How, how did he? 
How did he break out? Oh, what happened? Oh, they just let him out. You know, like literally, that's that's what happened. <laughs> they just let him out and fast forward 10, 20 years. Um, now he's a, a CIA agent with a number attached to him, and now he's you know killing people and that need to be killed in random secret places. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, was like, I mean, that's how those things go. But, yeah, like, uh, like I said, yeah, great man. Uh, I check it out. I know I'm eventually going to check it out, but I wasn't as hyped as everybody else to check it out. So uh, I was hyped from but, the trailer. Right, I was hyped from the trailer for sure. Like, I ain't going front. I was yeah. hyped from the trailer. Like, oh, this looks like this could be something. But the first 20 minutes of it wasn't promising. So tuned it out, started doing other things, playing with my phone, and then and passed out. So that's that. That's that. that not, not to say it's bad, but, you know, it is what it is. Man. Shit ain't good. All right. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so let's go on and get into these albums, man. And uh Let's start off with, uh, I mean, we only going to talk about two. I thought like it was two good albums that really like came out this past week. And uh, I'd rather get into those and dive into those than, uh, you know, next week. Hopefully we have a full of sl- more full of slate where we can actually dive into a couple other songs. If not, guess what? We already got some other stuff playing in the background that we'll call revisit and make sure we do. We're going to put you on a quality podcast. But uh, back to it this week, we had Joey Badass uh, returning. Uh, this was his epic return after like a five, I think it was five, five years, years, five, five years, years since uh, yeah, his last it on one. The record, yeah. uh, American, uh, with the American Badass uh, album. And that one had a lot of high political tones. And I was uh, very interested to see the direction that he was going to go on this one. Of course, we had a couple uh, singles out there, but uh, was he going to still continue on on that little that little drive or did he switch it back and, you know, go back and, you know, find the old flow and, you know, push it forward. Uh, so cash joy, badass returns with, uh, the 2000, uh, nice follow-up. If you remember the album 1999, I think this was, he was trying to break you from that American badass or thing and make you think of that. And this was the sequel. What was your thoughts? Initial thoughts is thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> uh, evolving. That that's it. You know what I mean? Because now the 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 features are on there. All right. You got Diddy coming in there, not Diddying things up, but just doing what you want Diddy to do. If that if that if y'all listen to music and y'all know how Diddy could come on sometimes and fuck up a song, or Diddy can come on and add that right sauce to it and just just doing what Diddy does. So once he had Diddy on there, you know what I mean, and then make me feel oh the production. I mean before I even begin anything on here, the production on this shit was fire and you know half of it was done by static selector which i found to be um quite I, i'm not the biggest fan of static selector you know what i'm saying in terms of his production or stuff um you know that maybe it's the artist that he worked with you know what i mean some of them i like some of them i don't but like i don't i don't typically say oh let me point out the Static Selector production and let me go listen to it because Static's on there and whatever artist he's with, I know at least I'm going to get fire beats. I'm not saying I'm not familiar with him, but he doesn't just do that for me. He doesn't make me go to to um, that set artist. You know what I mean? But in this instance, these beats that he had on there, boy, like he he was smoking it, man. Especially um, right out the gate, Make Me Feel, the second song. On the project, uh, I'm not looking at each and every one right now, but I know he did the uh, Make Me Feel joint, and I was like, okay, that's a nice flip. We've heard Make Me Feel flipped, whether we heard it, you know, 
on a major label project or not. But I, I like that flip and what he went with, with like the normal, um, the versus portion. You know what I mean? He didn't lean on the make me feel. You know what I mean? He just kept it in the hook slightly, squished it up a little bit, but just good enough to where it's familiar with what we know um, that song to be. So I thought that was dope. And then you just kind of go along where I belong. Um, brand new 911. In this instance, I steal a page out of your book, Prez. This is where West Side Gun, West Side Gun. comes in. Sprinkle it. Sprinkle it in. Sprinkle it in on the features. Maybe not necessarily for full and thou, but this is where West Side Gun shines. You know what I'm saying? Um, his his verse was memorable. Um, didn't say a whole lot of anything. It's just more so of the presence on, on there for me. Uh, cruise Control. Commercial, some may say. I like commercial done well. Mm, that's me. I'm not the I'm not the the boombity bat bat guy that sticks in one lane. If it's done well and it's and it's fly and you can ride around to it, and then as you kind of go on into the album, prayers like that's what the album was for me. It was a good mixture of balance up and down. As soon as he gave us too many slow songs, he'd give us a little hype one or he'll give us a little one that has a familiar feel with the sample or something like that. And I think it was well put together in terms of what he was doing. He dived into uh, stuff that went, you know, how he was feeling with Steez and and that was on the um, Survivor's Guilt. Also like yeah. Head High. Uh, and last but not least, um, just the features, man. The features. Okay, yeah, yeah. Features were really I, good. It was one in particular that I thought that you was definitely going to hit home about. Oh, who? Jid? Larry June. Oh, man, he's... He came on there smooth <laughs> as hell, man. I, yo, Larry June came on there smooth as hell. I, like I said, man, I enjoyed it. I ain't want to Larry June out everybody on here, but I mean, but even Chris Brown and Capella Gray, like even them, like mm-hmm. that was a that's a nice little smooth joint on there, and then it fits Joey, it fits him. You know what I mean? Like it's not the other way around. I don't feel like I see Joey doing a. Um, we we've seen it with other artists, right? To where we say, oh, this just sounds like this person's record, but you're on it and it's on your album. But it, it, it seemed like a good mixture. And then it's like, oh shit, Joey could really do these, these type of records and, and make good songs. Um, you know, so I, I enjoyed it, you know, from top to bottom. And I could, I could tell you, I wasn't really clamoring for a Joey badass album. I respect what Joey does. I rock with his, his music. And I like kind of the stuff he'd been sprinkling out there before the project dropped, but all in all, man, like this, this is a, this has a lot of replay value on it. I, you know, I went into this with open ears and, you know, just, you know, just trying to check it out, see what he's up to, but he's growing, man, especially from the last album, like you said, politically charged up until, till now, 1999 and then 2000. Like you, if you listen to 1999, skip and you skip, um, the middle, you know, some of the, the other stuff and kind of go to this. The growth is tremendous, man. And uh, I like what he's talking about. He's talking about grown man shit, things that, um, you know, I'm going through in life and he's going through in life and you're seeing the growth. You know what I mean? So you can, it's relatability. So all in all, dope project. I highly encourage you guys to go listen to it. Uh, Cash, I don't think I need to add anything else. To I think you you said everything perfectly uh about the album i'm a fan of it i was checking like looking forward to this album i've been downloading everything that even had since then uh i think i put it what was that the light pack or whatever it was like uh he had an ep about a year and a half ago um 
I remember I was championing that as well. I said that was a great EP when it came out. Uh, Joey has just been that type of artist to me where he always, since he came out, uh, they demanded that type of presence. And then I, I feel like he's only grown up now. He had some, uh, the, the time where he, I don't think he was feeling it artistically, uh, as far as like rapping. I think that's kind of how he kind of go in some of these songs and stuff like this, how he want to step away and stuff like this, but and he explained himself, but, uh, I'm glad that he stuck with it. I'm glad that he still has the love for it. And I st- I'm glad that he's continued to put out good music. I'm, and I'm, and, I appreciate him going back to that styling, you know, kind of bringing it, bringing it even more to the forefront. Uh, I think he, he hones that New York boom bap type of sound. Uh, I think he's one of the best doing it, uh, at this point in time. So 2000 loved it. Uh, see how I continue to play. You know, that was, our, this is our initial listen. I want to see how it's going to wind up in like after our quarterly review or what else coming out. But I think this got crazy replay value. It will probably be in my rotation. It's what I, when I talk about hip hop, this is like what I'm like, you know, that's, this is the home for me, home base for hip hop and, and that type of vibe for me. And, and, and that's, that goes to show you, man, like what I was thinking is like, yo, this is where if you if you say hip hop right and or boom bap and that always has a negative connotation right with it when you say boom bap like it's just some something less than kind of like underground I I feel I I feel like that but this is done when it's when it's fly when the beats are dope and it has like different grooves um you know I'm not comparing it to life after death or anything Nas has done but like they've done albums like this to where it's just like some smooth shit all the way through tap into a few different areas, you know what I mean? But you have the R&B artists in a, uh, in a Capella Gray or a Chris Brown. You have the rappers on there in a, in a Jid or or a, um, you know, I won't even say Larry June. I mean, just, but just you have the right mix on there. You have West Side Guns. You have a good mixture and you have the, like the little skits in there. So this this, it can be done to where it don't have to be boring it don't have to be so grimy and gritty it can have a little bit of polish on it and i think that they threaded that line perfectly so uh yeah, pleasant yeah. pleasant surprise for me in terms of uh not expecting something and just checking it out to you know kind, kind of because when we review these things press I, I go back to it and sometimes it's a chore to go back to said album because i want to speak on it you know, with actual listener ears and not just because I have to. So some albums are chore, some weeks more than others. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get back to. And name, I know, I know. I need, I need you to name it. Name that album. Which which ones are chores to your cash? Um, shoot, I can probably go back and tell you, man. <laughs> that Rowdy Rebel was a chore <laughs> <laughs> that we just went through uh, last week. That that was tough uh, to get through. Um. What's the last one? Last one that was hard, but the album wasn't bad. Was Lupe just because I had to? You you got to sit down. down and break it down. And um, Lupe is one of those guys that warrant yeah, you to I sit down and pay you. attention. But listening to it and listening to it before we came on, I was like, man, it, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's it's a mood thing. You know what I mean? And then you got Logic. Logic was another one. Vinyl. Like, just in recent memories to where it's like, damn, this is so much music. I know this dude could rap, but 
Just got, I don't know, man. I'm falling in and out of love with uh, Logic music uh, as of late. You know what I mean? I, ever since uh, Bobby Tarantino, I think, too. Like, I ain't really been in love with his music as much. You know what I mean? But and that's another. That's 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 for another day. Yeah, we'll another talk day. about that another day. I appreciate it. I ain't think you were going to be honest and, and, and name out the albums that you kind of uh, wasn't feeling. Yeah, I mean, no, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling them. The only the only one I would say that I would not come. I'm not coming back to is the the logic for sure. Um, even though I, there were some songs I took off the playlist, but by and large, it, it was just it's a lot of music and uh, yeah. I don't know who asked for it. It wasn't me. Well, no. it wasn't me. So. <laughs> Um, it is what it is. <laughs> rap, rap his ass off, can rap circles around lots and lots of yeah. people. No disrespect. Quit lying to me. You said you retired. Stay your ass retired. You retired <laughs> so, in my eyes. But yeah, Lupe Lu- Lu- <laughs> will eventually get back to that in, in a real way, or that'd be a bonus episode. But um, Lupe, you can't just digest by a weekend. So it is yeah. what it is. And I'm a, I'm a super super fan of Lupe. Once I get into the music, but I gotta. I but that's all he said times. he spent on that album was like a weekend. He he said he did so like three, four I spend, days or something like that. <laughs> why yeah. should I spend longer? <laughs> why should I spend longer than two days listening to it? All right, all right. but uh, but yeah. All right, man. and then the other album we had coming out that was my first listen of the uh of this week was uh Mozzie's. It was his CMG de- debut, uh, Survivor's Guilt. Uh, you, man, you got you got this uh, one because you kept you kept hitting up the group man. chat with. You was you was uh you was just feeding us like, hey, this is good. Ooh, yeah. You was going once I once you start going track by track in the breakdown in the group chat. I'm like, oh shit, this this might be a good album. Let me let me get to this first. So, so yeah, let let us know, man. He just he just so. First off, yeah, you know I'm a Mozzie fan. I think I don't want to like kind of introduce you to Mozzie like on on that little front as far as like his music and stuff that was going out there. Uh, you know, every Mozzie album ain't like stellar. You know, I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you that. I mean, especially like some of those little mixtapes and everything. But uh, you know, most of his his studio albums are great to me. Uh, the last two I, I thought was the ones I would put on to. If somebody was new coming on to Mozzie, uh, I didn't know what he was really lacking. I couldn't tell as a fan what he was really lacking, right? Uh, so I didn't know what the move to Yo Gotti's label, how that was going to benefit him at all or, you know, what's it going to do? Only thing I could see was like, okay, uh, marketing-wise, you know, if he's out west and he did tra- uh, attracted this here, maybe having Yo Gotti co-sign him is going to get more ears to open up down south and everything. Hopefully it's doing that, but uh, I think you said it when we was talking back and forth. This is what Mozzie's kind of been doing. He didn't really change up his formula too much. But I think he did not miss on a damn song on this album. Like every every song, it was one. Uh, you know, had that it certain type of flow. It was one. Uh, the one with two. Okay, chain. I think you mean you disagree <laughs> with that, but we're gonna go to it because yeah. I, I already know which one you're talking about. It's gonna get to the end of the album, but he opens up with uh, "Not the Same." Uh, and I, you know, definitely great opener, uh, telling the story. And I think he always tells a vivid story. Like when he's, when he getting those little lanes, uh, a little bit of heart, like he, he, he give you a little bit of heartfelt, uh, also with a little bit of the grimy with it. And, uh, yeah. And then you had, uh, lurking featuring ESTG. I thought that was a great little mixture on there. I still don't think that was the best feature though. I like the, uh, his feature with, uh, 42 Doug smoke, smoking nothing. 
And then uh, he had a song on there with uh, Shorty Shorty. It was uh, Tell the Truth. I like the Murder on My Mind, uh, Wouldn't Be Us, uh, For Life, uh, Ain't Really Real. Then he gets to the end of the album. And uh, man, Mozzie always know how to like really close out an album. He started really getting in his storytelling and he starts to, you know, start the, the emotional gangster type of uh, rap on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I think he had the one overly dedicated, like the dedication songs and stuff that he did on previous albums, but it starts with ain't really real. Uh, and then it goes to open, open arms. Then it takes a dip on the one I think that you're mentioned on, or as you would yeah, say, because yeah, he kind of opens it up the ends, but then he comes back with "In My Face" featuring Two Chains and YG. That's a drastic I still shift like the song, from from open arms to "In My Face" is a yeah, it's you a, yanking it's me a, <laughs> from some real <laughs> shit to some bullshit. <laughs> Even if I'm with, I mean, you gotta have some shit in the clubs or some shit, you know, like to perform. The and depending on what crowd, but like that, that's when we talk about like the the, the random shift in it, you the know, sequencing, the sequencing yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, well, I would, uh, before I forget, man, and uh, it was one song where it was like a, it's a simple thing to where he was like, shout out my mom's for about she. I don't know if he said it about my mom's or my aunt for being about a year clean. He started off the song like that and then gets into the rapping. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. Simple. There was no yeah. double, triple entendre. It was just real shit. You know, real relatable shit. Yeah, and that's what I was just say. I said emotional street song, yeah. but I should say real, real storytelling, real life. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that real harsh life stories that he, that he has to like, that's, that's where Mozzie kind of like, like lives with it. And then, uh, then he closed out with real ones, uh, with Roddy Rich. And I thought this was like, was it? Yeah, Roddy Rich started coming back this year. It was the, mm-hmm. the album before last, where we said it was kind of like album, it kind of yeah, didn't fit. Hit, hit but this last on the one, album, but the EP, the this EP, one is yeah. this is this one is Roddy like hitting again on on that little tone. So I, I liked that this Roddy feature. Thought it was excellent to close out, uh, man. But really felt this album. This was definitely gonna stay in the rotation for me. Uh, Mozzie continue to build on his like uh, legacy within my eyes and who I'm gonna promote. And when when you're talking about West Coast and all this little stuff, I think everybody focus on the down the the lower half of uh, the West Coast, but uh, uh, California. But they ain't really mentioning Northern, the, Northern Cali, that, that Northern side, that NorCal side. I think uh, Mozzie been holding that down for a minute and putting out great albums, man. And uh, he's been sneaking out these albums, like even on the last day, even on the last one. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember like uh but I know he had like one album that he came out and it was along with somebody else who had a big feature and everybody was like, Hey, you need to listen at that Mozzie. Or I know I was one one of the people like, You need to listen at the Mozzie before you listen to I gotta go back and look at which week it was so I can tell you which artist. But I remember his dropped like real close. It was like like when I say the big artist, I'm talking about like a Kanye or something like that that was going out there and I felt like his album was really the one to go grab during that little time frame. So uh, but this, you know, what what was your thoughts on the album? I, you know, I I just like his, I like his storytelling, man, and I like how real he keeps it, uh, irregardless of you know what new heights he gets to in his career. Um, much like you you said and we said offline, it's just like we were wondering how the CMG merging was going to do, whether uh, you know, they'd be able to 
really do whatever they needed to do with him. So, you know, kind of merging CMG and what they would do with him in terms of he's already ready-made artists. Like, you don't really have to do much to him. It's just like tweaking and tinkering with, with certain sounds or whatever the case may be. But it, it, it came off not looking like CMG did much, but give the right little bit of polish to it. Um, I can get a little bit more more for promotion. Maybe? Promotion, yeah, promotion with that. Uh, definitely last week's uh, group album leading into this. If you didn't know, uh, Mozzie or who he was, you know, I, I put a few people on like, yo, you need to listen to this Mozzie like this week. Like, I mean, anytime an artist that I, I I rocks with and I know it's probably something that maybe it's just me and a few others that listen to that's open minded to listen to other people besides traditional. Um, guys, like this is dope, man. Um, lurking with ESTG, you know, ESTG is my guy. Um, wouldn't be us, good little bounce, uh, good little West Coast feel on there. Um, Blast could do no wrong in my eyes at this point. Like, yeah, to me, he like the little the Nate dog out there out west in terms of you get blast on your hook, it's rocking to me at this point. Um, and then when you get into the smoke, nothing, you know, I, I like 42, 42 Doug. Not my favorite, favorite, but I, I like him. You know what I mean on on features. He's kind of like your West Side Gun comparison. Like I know he says what he says, and people got an affinity for him. Me, not so much. You know what I mean. But on features, he typically tends to steal the show or just be very present on that song. You know exactly what he's doing. Um, but kind of the end of the album was really where I rocked with it. Ain't really real. Open Arms, uh, that was like the lead single that that we heard off the project that I enjoyed a lot. And, you know, just talking about the streets, welcoming with open arms and just kind of the, the trials and pitfalls of that. Like we've heard those type of songs before, but that never really gets old for me. I enjoy it each and every time um, that people get to do it. You know what I mean? So I, I rocks out with that. I'll skip in my face each and every time. Uh, Real Ones with Roddy Witch, like you said, stand standout track of the song. So Great opening with not the same storytelling. Great closing. That's what he's known for. And there's no filler in this project at all. No filler at all. Even even the song I don't like, I just feel like if it fits, I would have probably put it somewhere else in the album or, you know, closer to the, the top of the album if you're going to do that because the last half of the album is is dark, real, and um, just, just relatable shit. So I would have probably ended on that note. You know what I mean? But... That's that's me nitpicking at this point. If I like 13 out of 14 songs and I think it's going to ride and I'm having trouble on which ones I'm going to put in a, in a playlist, I'm probably going to just play the album. That means I'm going to play the album over and over again because there's no need for me to put it in a playlist because I enjoy it that much. You know what I mean? So he's, he's a real dope, dope artist, man. If y'all not up on Mozzie and, and just his body, like say you like this album. This is going to be a gem because now you're going to go back to all the shit that he's dropped over the last course uh, of the couple of years. Um, you know, little little projects with Sue Surf and other other artists that he's done. And I think y'all really, really going to be in for for, you know, a treat in terms of his back catalog and how ill he really is. man. Yeah, I just feel like he does that storytelling, real, real storytelling, like uh good like you know what I mean uh, a lot of artists dabble in it and stuff like that I mean it'll be like uh, in vain of like Tupac Brenda's got a baby and all these little, like the way he can touch tell such a vivid story and make you make you kind of feel the situation that they in uh, and then even I'm trying, what song I'm thinking of 
uh, T.I., that last song. Still ain't forgave myself. Still ain't forgave myself. Yeah, like those type of songs. Man, damn. I, I wouldn't even. We did, man. Have to say. We you did, kinda, man. Kinda, we did, man. <laughs> <laughs> we know this music thing, man. <laughs> yeah, but he gives you those those type of deeper songs. Like those. That, that's exactly where I'm thinking that. Uh, so. Uh, if you if you like those type of songs, then you're gonna you're gonna fit right in with like Kamazi. I would definitely suggest this type of music. Oh, mixed too. in with so, gang culture, of course, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mixed I mean, in with nothing but still, yeah, he's still, still, he's still blood. <laughs> he's still, still, still nothing but gang culture. Hey, this ain't a guy that just really giving you heartfelt raps. No, it's it's from a <laughs> it's from a real place. <laughs> you know what I mean? In and out of jail, in and out the system, didn't have the easiest life. So go check it out. That's why it feels authentic. That's why it feels real, and that's why we could we could uh, relate to it in terms of uh, not relate to it, but gravitate to it because it it feels real. It feels like somebody's telling a real story, and uh, it doesn't feel like any phony shit. So I enjoy that when I get to go to an artist and get to learn about them, get to feel the authenticity in the raps and relatability in the rap. So that that's where I'll, I'll leave it. So y'all check out Mozzie's. Uh, CMG debut Survivor's Guild I mean guarantee you you gonna come back you gonna come back a fan of his and I think you'll check out uh, his other music as well yeah hey man so uh, I think that's about wrapped it up I mean uh, we we gave you a kind of shorter list on all the new releases but I think uh, the, the the songs that we talked about Division earlier with Trail uh, Solid Song and then the, the two albums that we came with the Joey Badass 2000 and then the Mozzie Survivor's Kill very 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 solid album so even if it's uh, like a slow week on our like thing what we got to digest and what we, what we really got is great music uh, I don't so mind these slow weeks not not gonna be mad about that neither. Not I don't mind. I don't mind that. these slow weeks at all, brother. Like <laughs> as much came out last the week before and the week before that, it's always good to get two really good albums from two really good artists, and they actually deliver in terms of the content around it. You know what I mean? So never, never mad at being able to focus in on an album for more than a week or two in this um, rapid fire climate. All right, Cash, and uh, with that, man, do you have anything else? Nope, nope. Episode 172. Thanks for rocking with us. Patreon folks, thanks for rocking with us. That's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. If you guys are so, you know, kind to oblige and, and tap in with that. Uh, we got a lot more in store now that me and Prez are on the same coast and on the same town. So when things start picking up during sports uh, season and stuff like that. We we're able to go live right after games and, you know, it's just going to give you content on Instagram, uh, on Twitter spaces and stuff like that. It may not necessarily be, you know, a podcast, but we can give you our thoughts straight out the gate on games and stuff like that and really just chop it up and kind of get involved with the fans of the podcast, supporters of the podcast, whatever, whatever you call yourself. So, all right, man, with that said, man, episode 172, we out. We out.